Welcome to Flashback, a podcast by the Okaloosa County Public Information Office. Get ready to dust the nostalgia off your sleeve as we talk with Okaloosa citizens who share with us how things used to be. I'm your host, Nick Tomacek. It's time to step into your imaginary DeLorean, tap your flux capacitor, and flashback. Have you ever spent an hour surfing previews and movie titles from your favorite streaming service? Trying to decide what to watch? Or maybe you switched between the streaming services thinking that that would help you make a decision. Until finally you give up, turn on Law & Order reruns and just go to bed? Well don't fret flashbackers, it's time to pile up in the car, grab a blanket and head to your local drive-in theater. Well at least in your minds. Yes, today we're looking back at drive-in movie theaters, a simpler time, the time when there was no internet or streaming services, no DVDs or VCRs or cable. In the Fort Walton Beach area, there were three drive-in theaters over the years. In Niceville, there was at least one, and in Crestview, too. Not all of them were open at the same time, some closing as others opened. But the basic idea was still there. You get in your car, head to the movies, but instead of getting out of your car and heading to an air-conditioned theater, you stay put, pay a nominal fee, and park your car in a huge field and watch a flick on a huge billboard-like screen in front of you. According to the New York Film Academy, there were drive-ins as early as the 1910s, but the first patented drive-in was opened in 1933 by a guy in named Richard Hollingshead in New Jersey. He created it as a solution for people unable to comfortably fit into smaller movie theater seats after creating a mini drive-in for his mom. Hollingshead advertised his drive-in as a place where, quote, the whole family is welcome regardless of how noisy the children are. Drive-ins began to take off around the entire country in the 1950s and 60s, early 70s even, and their popularity was evident here in Okaloosa County too. I had the privilege of speaking with a few local individuals who shared their memories of the drive-in days in Okaloosa County. Stephen Baldwin is a local that I found has a pretty extensive history with our local drive-ins in the south end of the county. His dad was a projectionist for the Florida drive-in that was located in Shalmar where the furniture store is now. And his dad was also the projectionist at the Showtown drive-in located near the Carmel Drive Beale Parkway intersection where Walmart is currently located. Stephen was basically raised at the drive-in and because of that he oozes with passion for this now mostly faded movie experience. Here's Stephen. It was a cool time to, to, to be able to see movies at a drive-in theater. Of course my parents made sure that they were the, you know, age appropriate. Yeah. Driving, driving movie theaters usually got second-run movies, and sometimes they were usually the R-rated movies or the scary movies mm -hmm. and things of that nature. There was some really cool times, things that they did that were so creative, um, especially at the Florida drive-in. Um, they would have, like, Dusk Till Dawn. They'll start, you know, start showing movies at dusk, and they showed all the original Planet of the, Planet of the Eight movies in order, uh, of, and it was like one huge story. And it was really cool because people, I mean, it just packed out when they did it. Um, Halloween night, they would do a dust to dawn of, of, you know, scary movies and stuff. And they even had the little gimmicks where they gave you a, like a bag that had um, a blindfold so you couldn't, you know, see the scary stuff. And 
um, <laughs> ear, earplugs so you couldn't hear the screams. Yeah. A barf, the bag was actually a barf bag. It, it would make you <laughs> so scary. It would, it would make you nauseous. So, they, those kind of things he did. And even, you know, like before the movie start, and, and you may have seen it in the documentary, you know, they did these like gimmicks and things that were really, really pretty cool um, to, to do. Um, probably the biggest thing that I've ever seen, you know, it's, and I was there for one of the nights, and it was overflowing. You had people that were actually, you know, because it, it sat on Eglin Parkway, um, the Florida Drive-In. Yeah. There's a fuel station in McDonald's. That road, that you go up the street, you'll see the sheriff's office on the left. That road was actually the little road that took you to the box office. Okay. And they had palm trees that would line that road, and they had, like, uh, colored floodlights at the top. You'd go to the box office, pay, go around the corner, and there you were in the field of, you know, where you could park. And they had a section in the front. The screen was huge. It was a freestanding screen. It wasn't flat. They actually had storage stuff inside of it. Um, and then you had the snack bar basically in the middle. And then you had the backfield uh, with more, you know, rows uh, to park. And basically it was asphalt and then kind of like white shell rock where the cars would park. Okay. It, but anyway, going back to the the thing that really packed it out, they did Woodstock, and they did it like five dollars a van load, car load, whatever. You could bring a blanket because you could sit in the field and watch it. And it, people came in droves. I mean, they were sitting like on the side of the road. They were sitting on the fence, um, and it was odd because you could see this like. And I still remember it. It's so funny. This haze of smoke above the theater. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and and I can still see it. And you're just like, wow. And I'm like, what is that? Uh, uh -huh. I'll tell you later. <laughs> you know? So, but those are the, they did some really cool things to get people to come out and, and watch movies and things. So when, um, when you say, what, was there a Woodstock movie or was this like a, a local yeah. version of Woodstock? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this, this was a, there's an actual movie. Um, I can look it up for you and tell you when it was released. But there was a full length movie. Um, and it was called Woodstock, and it was a bad event. Mm. And, you know, of course, it showed um, Jimi Hendrix and, and all of them there and all the stuff that went on there um, during that, uh, that time at that event. They get R-rated movies. It was interesting because there's there, – and still there's Methodist Church right behind the theater. And my dad – and I was there for one of the times that, you know, some of the deacons would come over to talk to my dad about, hey, you don't – you don't need to be showing these kind of movies, you know. And and my dad's like, well, are you going to support my family? You know, or, you know. But it it it, it just kind of fell into effort because he had to support his family and stuff. And, it, and most of the movies were not bad, but it, you could drive by on Eglin Parkway and and see a topless woman. Or, wow, you know, really? Others. The fence didn't cover the the screen. Okay. You could see the screen, and thankfully, then there wasn't a whole lot of traffic. Had there been more traffic like we have today, there'd probably be a lot of car crashes and some complaints. Um, but the speakers were interesting as well because they were connected to wire. A lot of people thought it would be real cool to take them, cut the, the speaker wire, and use them in their car or at home. And they were basically just a mono speaker. They were heavily clad metal. They were not plastic. Um, and then others either intoxicated or, or tired or just didn't think because the speaker actually sat on the window of the car. You could wind the window up or it'd hang on the door inside. But people would try to drive off with them, and sometimes they would take the post with them <laughs> uh, or, or take the speaker or, or break yeah. their glass. Yeah. So 
it, it basically my dad during at night was the movie projectionist in the day um when the new movies came in and they usually came in in these uh metal containers that had a padlock on them and labels either delivery truck or they arrived at the bus station he'd have to go through because they were on 20 minute reels go through each reel because if there were a second run movie there was a chance because they had run so long in an indoor theater that the sprockets on the sides of the 35 millimeter film yeah um could be could be broken so he'd have to do like v cuts yeah and, and there's some that were just so sprocket ridden he'd spend hours and hours just getting it ready so during that time uh my sisters and I my two sisters and I would help by we check speakers if they were not working we just lay the speaker on the ground my dad come out replace it or, or try to fix it if it was missing we let him know how many were stolen or missing or whatever and he had a fun little thing he did and we were you were kids and we didn't fully understand but we were happy with it but today I'm like really he was like okay kids if you find money if it's coins you guys get to keep it but if it's bills it comes to me <laughs> so it was it was a kind of a cool thing but we got free popcorn and free drinks and and it was it was kind of like a family type of deal and they would play my dad would have music playing it was like the ventures association elvis presley so i i got a good background in in music which helped me a lot because uh i was in radio broadcasting for a number of years um i i started at WNUE and went over to holiday broadcasting and then finished the career at Cumulus before okay. going full time Air's office so it it was it was great to have that kind of background in music and and then movies cuz uh, you know I'm not bragging I clean up what in movie trivia um <laughs> I I know my music and I know my movies and stuff so um but my and uh, a little side story my first R rated movie uh, we were at a family get together on July 4th and my dad you know of course had to go to work and he said hey I'm going to take Steve with me he's got to see this movie it's 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 crazy it's bizarre um but it's 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 really awesome you know, you got to go my mom's like what's well, it rated r really and he goes seriously he'll be okay he's a teenager now he's 15 16 years old so i went with him and it was death race 2000 the original starring david carradine and sylvester stallone <laughs> and it was basically a movie about a transcontinental road race where they kill people for points they had a point system and everything um and it was one of the most bizarre it was like a train wreck or a car crash you just couldn't take your eyes off it um and it had some nudity in it and stuff but it was it was really it was really cool and i thought it was cool my dad to you know take me along with him to see that you know cuz i from then on i would go with him on the on the weekend nights and we'd hang out while he did his work and everything but the showtown drive-in which was off the of carmel and it was huge i mean it was two big screens the screens were freestanding but they were skinny they were just like flat um very large very 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 large but i think the timing i don't i don't think that, i can't remember the name of the company but i i don't think they were seeing the end of of driving theaters as as we knew them. um because they 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 put a lot of money into it and it, it wasn't open that long mm. and it just did, it didn't have that small small town feel like the florida driving had um the so they had screen 1 screen 2 snack bar again was in the middle this time the rejection spoof was on top of the snack bar mm-hmm. but they took a step further to thwart people sneaking in and that was an issue they had at the Florida drive in 
they it was more than just trying to sneak them inside the trunk of the car. They would just try to drive in through the exit. They actually, um, if people tried to come through the exit the wrong way, there were spikes, and it would flatten all, all your tires. Huh. If you exited, the, the spikes would go flat, and you could drive right through. But you were not coming in without losing your tires. So that's how they kind of thwarted that issue. And one of the other things they did at uh, the at Showtown in Florida, and it was one of the suggestions by my dad, is that they put extra wiring underneath the, the post. So if they did drag the speaker post, it wouldn't sever the, 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 the line, the wire itself. Gotcha. So it would be there and all they had to do was drag it back and put it back in its spot. There was a trailer at the back of the, the Florida drive-in and that's where we lived for a little bit. And it had a bayfront window with speakers as well. So you could watch movies from there. So basically, like, we kind of grew up in a, in a, in a drive-in movie theater, but we didn't see movies that we were not supposed to see. We only saw basically the age-appropriate ones until I was a teen. It was an interesting time, and, and there's a lot of creativity, and, and, and it was a lot of fun. Sounds, so, like you miss, sounds like you miss it a little bit, Steve. I do. I yeah. do miss it. I mean, I'd love for us to have a drive-in again. And, you know, I, I thank my parents for it, and especially my dad. You know, it's it's an experience we got to share, and you know, it was it was good. It really was. Sounds like some pretty good times he had. You heard that a big part of the drive-in experience was people trying to elude box office fees. Drive-ins actually had to keep people on staff, whose sole job it was to keep people from sneaking in. These box office bandits would try to hop fences, drive in through the exit, hide in the back seat. And if you had a trunk, well, look out. This is Susan Davis talking about her drive-in experience with her late husband, Dennis Davis. Went to, you were at Showtown, is that right? Yes, went to Showtown. And um, I, I remember it was, I think it was off Carmel. And at that time, I don't think the road was paved, though. And, and the only reason I think that is because of my first experience, my first date to Showtown with my then future husband was um, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we pulled off uh, up the side of the road, and he's like, okay, get in the trunk. And I was like, what? <laughs> he said, get in the trunk. If we get in, we won't have to pay. I was like, what, you want me to get in this truck? It's a little trunk. <laughs> he had a little Cortino. I, I think that's what it was called. Uh, and it was red. But I ended up getting in the trunk <laughs> thinking, Oh, this is great. And how do I get out of the trunk when I get there? <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're going through the drive through um, to pay. And he tells the lady, uh, someone in a car just like mine, just put someone in the trunk of the car. A- and I wanted you to know that because I didn't want you to get it confused with my car. And I was sitting <laughs> in the back thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he just said that. <laughs> I was thinking, well, boy, we're busted now. They're going to open this trunk. But they didn't. They told them they appreciated that. So we made it. And uh, I don't even remember what the movie was. I think that was traumatic enough. <laughs> wow. But it was neat because, you know, they had the speakers, and you could pull in. I think I re- even remember taking the kids after we were married and had our, our little ones, taking them to the drive um, to the drive-in because you didn't have to have a sitter. Yeah. 
um, it was just worked out perfectly. I think it was in like 73, maybe, mm-hmm. um, which is when we went to that movie. And and I think it was even a horror movie. I'm not sure. But, oh. So, um, so, yeah, so that... That, that kind of set set things uh, in motion. That that was pretty much the standard, I guess. So next time you guys went to the drive-in, he didn't even have to say it. He says, okay. No, you know what? That was the last time I got in the trunk of a car. <laughs> <laughs> and I, <laughs> I doubt the cops are going to come knocking on your door now. I'm pretty sure the statute of limitations on the $3 movie have run out. So I'm sure it's run out by now. But, I mean, it was it was neat just being there. You know, you're in a car with your boyfriend. It's um, it was it was exciting. You didn't have to get out and snuggle up and watch the movie. <laughs> That's awesome. I found another person who had a life changing experience while enjoying a movie at the Shalimar location, the Florida Drive-In. Mark Stevens is the pastor of the Calvary Baptist Church in Fort Walton Beach. And the Air Force brought his dad and the rest of the family here in the late 1960s. It was about the time he was in seventh grade. He told me about what life was like in those days as a kid. Oh, man. I mean, you know, really, in those years, in 67, and following, uh, until I graduated from high school in 72, it was a great, I thought it was a great place to live. Of course, we could get on our bicycles back there and go anywhere in town. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, you know, we'd, we'd, we could ride to the Palm Theater, park your bike right in front of the theater. You didn't need a lock on it. it. It'd still be there when you got out. Mark has some fond memories of what it was like at the drive-in theater in Shalimar and how the drive-in led him to a 40-plus year relationship with his wife, Kim. My, my wife was sitting here in the living room. Our first date... Ever. The woman I've been married to going on, it'll be 50 years next year. Mm-hmm. Our first date was to that drive-in. Wow. Uh, it was a double date with some friends of ours. And the movie was MASH. And, it was at the, and I think it was called the Florida Drive-In. It was in Shalimar. And uh, seems like, you know, I, I think it was called, I think it was called the Florida Drive-In. But it was, it was definitely in Shalimar. And... Um, yeah, we went to see the movie MASH, and uh, hey, the rest is history, because uh, yeah, we've been married and we've got 15 grandkids. Do you think that there was some something at that drive-in theater experience, maybe it was MASH, maybe it was something that really got your, your future wife to um, um, really like you? What, what do you? Was there anything there that helped spark uh, your all's uh, lifetime marriage? Well, um, hey, that, I guess that's a, a fair question. Uh, I don't know. The, you know, I just, uh, when I came home that night, I just knew I, uh, my mother, uh, I, you know, I told my mother I went out with a, a, a girl I had never gone out with before. And I told my mother that very night when I got home, I said, this girl's different. Mm-hmm. I said, now, I was 16 at the time, and I told my mother, I could marry this girl. I know she was just different to me, and uh, maybe that's hard to explain, but I just knew this is something about her told me she's the kind of girl I want to marry. And so I did a few years later. I thought that was a nice little love story Pastor Stevens shared. Moments like those are probably the tip of the iceberg when it comes to people's memories at the drive-in. So what happened to drive-ins? Why don't we have them anymore? 
The New York Film Academy blames the initial decline on the 70s oil crisis, people downsizing their cars, trying to save money on inflated costs of gas, and of course that made it uncomfortable to watch movies at the drive-in. Also to make up for lost revenue, drive-ins began losing their family-friendly atmosphere by showing exploitation films or slasher horrors and adult content. Then the development of the VCR. Anybody remember what that stands for? Video Cassette Recorder. Those things made it more appealing to stay at home and watch movies without paying for a movie at the drive-in. And don't forget, too, to have an effective drive-in, it had to be on a large piece of land. Economically, it became more practical for owners to close their drive-ins and cash in on big developers making malls or big box stores. But drive-ins haven't completely gone away. Now instead of the speaker attached to a cable and post, you listen to the movie by tuning your radio to a specific frequency. And the closest traditional drive-in theater to Okaloosa County is uh, in a cinema in Newton, Alabama, west of Dothan. And you'll see cities like Crestview, or businesses, even your neighbors setting up screens on a smaller scale. They've even had movie viewings of Jaws using a large screen from a boat at Crab Island. So it's clear that the idea of gathering outdoors for a movie isn't dead. Heck, if vinyl records can make somewhat of a comeback, so can drive-ins, right? But I don't know. We seem to be building homes at an accelerated rate and running out of places to put traditional drive-ins. But maybe there's an opportunity out there for some passionate drive-in business person to make some sort of hybrid of the old and new. Anybody out there? Alright. This episode was written and produced by me. Music is by Jason Shaw and Audionautics.com. Special thanks to Susan Davis, Stephen Baldwin, Pastor Mark Stevens, April Sarver, who got me in touch with her mom, Susan Davis. April is also the executive producer of this show and is the public information officer for Okaloosa County. Thanks for joining me on this adventure back in time, y'all. I'll see you around town.